0: This is Biz. I'm a part time working mom with a big kid and a little kid.
1: And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, don't tell your sister, but you're my favorite. Plus, Biz is visited by the demon mom spirit. Teresa has a gender ramp. And we talked to early childhood development expert and author, Dr. Gloria Walther.
2: Woo!
0: Hello, Teresa. Hi, Ms. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, the baby and Oscar are both sick with a cold. Ugh. Jesse has it, too. I Ugh. should include him. He counts. Yeah, he counts. Um... So we're fine. Um, but I do. I mean, you know, every, half the thorns like, are fine. Yeah. The other half's okay. yeah, exactly. So I but I have a gender rant. So Woo! bear with me. For I hair.
0: looking forward to it. OK, because when you gender rant,
1: yeah. I learn. So oh, that was the end of that. There's that okay. okay. nothing more than that. <laughs> Um, so most of you probably know that I have a transgender child. My six-year-old Grace was assigned male at birth, but it turns out she's a girl. So live and learn. Wait a second. I thought these things were supposed to come with instructions. <laughs> right. Right. My four-year-old, as far as we can tell, turns out to be cisgender. He identifies as a boy and was also assigned male at birth. And then we have my nine-month-old, Curtis, who, yeah, he was a sign male at birth as well. But having had the experience that I've had with Grace, right. I have sort of approached his babyhood a little differently. Yeah. I used to always think that it seemed like a stretch. Like, I'd heard about people who tried to, you know, raise their babies and young children, yeah. like, without gender. Um, really hard which seemed really hard and I and I didn't really understand why I I mean I understood sort of understood why but I didn't it's it just seemed unrealistic to me okay but now I am actually making a pretty concerted effort in the way that I treat my third child yeah and the way I think about him is that you know, I'm a little bit more flexible in the yeah. my way of thinking about him. I I think about you know, we use male pronouns, you know. Sure. But, you know, he in my mind, he is the person that he is. I'm not thinking of him as a son. That's just right that's just my approach now. Okay. You know, it's not I'm, it's not for anything I don't expect him to be transgender I just this is this feels right now, right based on my experience and what has happened as I've gone as I've gone through with this approach is that I've noticed how incredibly obsessed with gendering babies we are mm, in our culture it yes. is crazy you guys yes. and it's not I'm not like saying it's like this terrible thing it's just it does potentially have negative side effects right but it is also a truism it's so amazing right i mean it's so amazing i get asked the gender of my baby more often than i get asked anything else Mm, about my baby including his age it's always what is is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> and it's walk up. Hey. Is that a boy or a girl? So, I mean, so you know, really. mean, you're and right. No, I remember this. I, I remember. It's this. just and it's and it's so strange because um the wonderful uh comedian Guy Branham, who also hosts our show at Max Fun Pop Rocket, had this tweet the other day that I just couldn't fave star enough or Fave heart enough times, which was like, <laughs> parents, I don't want to know the gender of your child until they're able to write a master's thesis explaining it. <laughs> and like, I just loved it so much because I was like, I mean, I could tell you what like his yeah. sex was when he was born, but like, I don't, I don't really know. And like, a- and yet, if I if I say anything other than boy or girl, boy, right, it's inviting a whole conversation with people. (laughs) And believe it or not, guys, I don't always want to have a whole conversation with a random person that I run into. (laughs) Um, So it's just, I, I've, gotten to the point where, you know, if it's somebody that I already know, yeah, I, I will usually, and they ask me this, I think people ask it reflexively. I think it's, it's just, reflexively, it's just, I mean, I yeah. do it, too. It's, I, it's I just something that we do as a culture for right. some reason. It's just, a, yes. Um, and when people do that, you know, who I already know, I will usually say something like, as far as we know, he's a boy. Right. I'll say something like, he's a boy, right. as far as we know, and then we yeah. go, ha, ha, ha. Right. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> What do you What do you think? Right,
0: I like to ask that. What did we say? What did we say? The best questions to like come out the gate with are things like, "What a beautiful baby that baby is." Yeah. Yeah. What's your baby's name? Yeah. If you want to do that, that's a great way to figure out how old how is old your are baby? Yeah. Are you sleeping? Yeah. Fuck the baby. Yeah. Are you sleeping? Yeah. How are you? Totally. Right? Those are the questions yeah. that don't engage how that child was born, yeah. you know, what that child technically looks like, yeah. what sex that child is. The real importance here, guys, is how the parents are doing. So let's just like, re-gear that. Mm-hmm. That's, well, I think that was a rant-worthy subject. Well, I'll take you in a totally different direction. All right. How are you? I'm all I'm all right. Katie Bell got her report card. She's in third grade. Mm-hmm. None of this matters. I'm just going mm-hmm. <laughs> to share. I, like, I, like right. I just want to set that. that up. Yeah. None of this matters. Yeah. But this was the first time they were going to start changing from, like, these weird, like, you know, uh, letter grading system that they had that basically explain if they're mastering something, if they're still learning something, if they're where they're supposed to be grade-wise. It's all these different letters. Those letters are still fucking there, but there's also like A B, they're going to have like an overall grade for each of the categories, like math and you know mm. science and arts and all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be her first A's and B's, mm. C's and B's and F's or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So, I open the report card up, and I'm all kind of excited. Yeah. And she's got a lot of B's mm-hmm. and like a, an A. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. The demon inside oh, of me. God. I know. Yeah. I know. Guys, I know. I didn't even talk on the show uh, openly about the whole gifted testing thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but these greats, I was like, I don't, I got like, it was mm-hmm. such this like fight. Like if we were like watching a TV show where they would like break away from reality and watch like somebody fight with an inner demon, mm-hmm. that's what would have taken place. Like my rage of like, what the Fuck is a B. If you're mastering everything, how do you get a B? What bullshit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does this woman have against my daughter? Like this crazy place, right. this crazy place yeah. that my brain went with this like pure, raw, emotional response. Uh-huh. I beat that response. Uh-huh. And I said, good. I am so proud of you, Katie Bell. Good job. These are such good grades. I'm so proud of you. Good you job. worked so hard this year. And then I sent her out of the room. <laughs> like, I could punch a wall. (laughs) But I just thought I wanted to share that it always surprises me when that, like, comes up. Because I'm so glad my children don't want to do competitive sports. Let me just lay that out there. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, huh, well, the school is wrong. Yeah. Welcome to the next, like, 18 years of me being positive the school is wrong. I'm not going to march down to the school. I'm not even going to bring this up. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter. No. So that's that. Let's move on to something that can't be nearly as big of a landmine, which is our topic for the day,
1: (laughs) which is playing favorites.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine, guys, we were like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Playing favorites. I would like to start, actually, with uh, going back mm-hmm. time. How did this work out in your house? Did your parents, I mean, it's such a loaded question. I did know. your parents have a favorite? But in all seriousness, did you, I think that's a lot that we grow up with in terms of how did your parents handle it? Do you feel like they nailed it? <laughs> Do you yeah. feel like there's also all the weird sibling stuff. They're like, "This is my favorite. I'm the favorite." You know that mm-hmm. kind of shit.
1: What was that like in your house? We, my siblings and I, did not really do any of that talk about who was the favorite or anything like that, except jokingly. Right. Um, but and I think my parents maybe did a really good job of either making us believe that they didn't have a favorite, or possibly which I this. This one, I think, is the thing we're all striving to do is to make each child feel that they are our favorite (laughs) without... Without making anyone feel bad, like do you know what I mean? Like to somehow, like because I was thinking about it, I was like, kind of sometimes I think I'm my dad's favorite, but then I'm like, that makes no sense. Like my siblings actually share interests with him and like do stuff with, you know, like they go backpacking together stuff. But I still sometimes feel like that. I'm like, I think I think my dad might just be really good at making each of us feel like we're his favorite. I think my mom maybe too, or my mom just. I don't know. That's so you know interesting. What I, mean? I never thought about that particular line
0: uh-huh. of like, well, maybe my parents were really good at making us each feel like yeah. we were the favorites, which sounds a little sinister to me. I know, though. I don't think it is. I know that yeah. it's
1: not. Well, it's sort of the same as there is no favorite, right? It's, it's sort just of the, the same. same. Right. But it's but you want each <laughs> child to feel somehow special, special. you know? Like why well, not? But then I'm like, well, when the will comes, right? <laughs> All right. We'll know the truth. All right. um, There's a different will for each child to be opened separately in a you've separate You've got to follow this map. And whoever's
0: our favorite will figure out the clues. Um, <laughs> did you really know what my favorite record was in 1952? <laughs> my parents definitely did a great job of not making us feel like uneven. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. fr- and this is from my sister and I both agree on this, mm-hmm. that we both are our parents' favorite because mm. we're great. Mm-hmm. They just did a really good job with that. Now, my sister and I definitely used mm-hmm. to fuck with each other with uh-huh. the whole, like, I am her favorite. Uh-huh. And I still... <laughs> and am Papa's I favorite. So I'm, uh, you can see us doing that yeah. uh, if you've listened to the show for any number of yeah. years and uh, me and my sister. Um, again, but well, that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> I still like to call my parents and sometimes leave this message on their phone, which is, it's number two in line, but number one in your heart. Give me a call, <laughs> right? So, like, I mean, we joke about it in our family, but, like, yeah. you know. Okay. That's very cute. Yes. Um, and I'm sure, secretly, they are calling us both and being like, you're my favorite. Mm-hmm. But whatever. That's yeah. a parent's prerogative to fuck with their children sure. however they want yep. to. Now, we have kids, mm-hmm. and many of them. We each mm-hmm. have, <laughs> we don't have the luxury of the, well, you're clearly my favorite, mm-hmm. because it's you or your best friend, Timmy. Right. And I'm not crazy about Timmy. Right. right? Like, <laughs> right. It's clearly, you are the dog. <laughs> right. Um, so, it's clearly, it, this is definitely a like, favorite sort of topic, yeah. if you have more than one kid in your house. Yeah. And so, I, I want to start off exploring sort of that initial question of, like, favorites. I, I do you? Do you have a favorite? I
1: mean, yeah, it's like it's it, we were talking about this before yeah. we went on air and I think D- definitely I would never <laughs> say that I have a favorite, but I I don't think I have a favorite either and what's foremost in my mind is never posing that question to myself correct. and like it's correct and like and also like almost bending over backwards at all times to be constantly evening things out like as much as possible even like in my heart like yeah i want to get into that yeah i want to get into that i want to first say that i i want to respond to the do
0: i have a favorite thing too before because i really want to get because i think that's where this whole conversation is heading is Uh i try really hard like you to not there's like a lot of language that i try not to use in the house Mm -hmm. right and this it goes across many other discussions we have had Mm -hmm. Lots of language that I can remember hearing people's parents say to them, and I'm like, I can't say that to my kids, right? Right. You know. And one of them is, why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? I try like really hard to not use that, and I don't have a favorite child. They're both remarkable in every way, but I discovered if I I do have like a term in my head, I do say the thing of why can't you be? Why aren't? Why Uh isn't this like? Yeah. The other, Yeah. right? Like, so I, in some ways, I kind of have a favorite developmental stage or favorite behaviors uh-huh. or favorite responses. Not kids, but those other things. Like, you know, I, I've even shared on the show that, like, I can remember that first year, Katie Bell, it was so easy to soothe.
1: Mm-hmm. And Ellis
0: wasn't. And I can remember just, like, literally standing, like, in the bathroom having that, like, few minutes. You know, like, while Ellis is screaming in the other room with Stefan. And I'm just like... Why can't you be like why yeah. are not you like Katie Bell? Yeah. I don't understand like how you are a different yeah. person. Like yeah. it's less about again the kids, it's more like holy shit, they are two different people. Yeah. Which require which are going to be have two different responses or three different responses or four you know depending on how it's many kids you have. different skill sets. different for skill us. sets to learn. Well, and that's yeah. the other thing is there are I find myself realizing that I have to learn different ways to, yeah, to respond to them. There are different types of discipline. There are different types. And we've talked about it on the show that like what worked with Katie Bell, I know won't work with Ellis. And now we are at a phase where Katie Bell is eight. Ellis is almost four. And Katie Bell is start- and he's going through that whole like three thing developmentally where, yeah, you still do some adjustments, right? As he's learning, right? Like, And we did them with Katie Bell. Like, if he's playing a certain way, yeah, we need to play with him as he learns these rules as opposed to making him play what an 8-year-old or, you know, Mm -hmm. 43-year-old woman wants to play, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're learning to work with him. And Katie Bell's really starting to point stuff out like, you treat—she hasn't said I have a favorite. But Mm -hmm. she says that we—she doesn't get—Ellis gets away with more. Mm -hmm. Ellis— She's the one who has to like change her behavior. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't Ellis have to change his behavior? Mm -hmm. Why does she's like starting to be aware of it? And so I'm becoming really aware of it, wondering, am I doing something? Am Mm -hmm. I making her be the one who has to alter more than I make him? Even though developmentally they're at different stages, and she kind of has to. Different though. Well, right, they are different people. So I I feel like that kind of gets into what you were talking about. I kind of wanted to lay that out mm -hmm. there, where I'm like, yes, I am treating my children differently. Uh huh, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, not because one is a favorite, but yeah, because we have different needs. What we're trying to avoid here right. is ever l- allowing our children to think for one second that they're loved less than right. one of their siblings. Right, Correct. like that is I what, think that's the overall goal. That is what we're getting at here, <laughs> right. as far as that's why playing favorites would be actually a really big problem. Right, like, but. I mean, I remember, because my sister and I were very different growing up, and I was like a little bit more of the Katie Bell type, Mm -hmm. and my sister was a little bit more of the Ellis type. Yeah. And I remember specifically... Points in time where my sister got things that I didn't get to have. Like at one point, my sister got to have her own room and like my three-year-old brother shared a room with me rather than... Because oh. for a long time, he, the baby would right. have his own room and the right. two girls would share a room. But then like at one point, you know, my mom was just like, she needs her own space. Right. Like she's different, you know, she's different from you. And she Correct. there's just certain things that need to be set up a certain way for her, you know, and like, and the thing is, is that I don't remember feeling bad about it ever. Right. I just, it's its possible I did. I'm That's not right. trying to say, like, I never felt bad. What I, I don't remember feeling bad about it. I just remember my mom telling me that a lot. Like, yeah. I remember hearing from my mom, well, she, you know, she just needs this, that, and the other thing. You guys are just really different. She needs a different set of things. Right. And I don't know if, I don't know what that means. Right. But, like, I feel like, I feel like that never, bothered me really, or at least I don't hold a grudge about it now, because it just always made sense. Right. Like, it, I never, I actually, when it comes down to it, I never really wanted my own room. Well, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I liked having somebody there. Well, right. So, like, it's interesting.
0: I mean, I also think it's unavoidable for kids to feel like yeah. they're getting, I mean, so there's oh, no yeah. fixing that. Let me oh, just yeah. take that guilt off the table. Oh, yeah. There's no fixing their interpretation of how things of are, justice. other than yeah, yeah, justice, yeah, other than constantly saying yeah. there's nothing you can do that will make me stop loving you. I love you both equally, yeah, right. But all that said, of let's take the guilt off, yeah. it doesn't mean we're still not struggling, yeah, to like make sure they all get their own time, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, I feel like oh, so I I can't even enter the baby into the running right now. It is so hard. Yeah. To like spread everything evenly, like the it's the what the baby gets from me is just different, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's just a it's on a different scale almost. But like between Grace and Oscar, I am constantly doing this like calculus in my mind because sometimes I mean, there's two things going on. Sometimes it's like Grace has all this just extra. Like need in a variety of areas. Like mm-hmm. she just does. Oscar has different needs based on being younger, right? But Grace has a different set of needs based on whatever is going on for her, right. and that calls my energy to her. And at the same time, because she's older and she's going through things like the first, older thing, yeah. There's a I, yeah. that that also pulls my focus because there's a little bit of a sense with Oscar where I'm like, yeah, I've already done this. Yeah. I've already been there. I kind of already know what this is. And right. like, I, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time worrying about this because I kind of know what it is. And right. I've kind of, I kind of been there and like, he'll be fine. Right. And so all of the, all of this makes for really an uneven situation. Right. And so, yeah, it's a constant battle in my mind. Like it's a constant, like trying to set aside you know, time for him and energy for him and like actually looking at my actions when I'm sitting there, Mm. I'm realizing, wow, we arranged this entire day around Grace's needs right? because we kind of know that Oscar will just go along for the ride and be fine. Like, what does he want to do? And then I have to and then I have to affirmatively go out of my way and make that possible. Well, so here's two questions about that. One is how hard is that? It's really hard. Yeah.
0: Right. That sounds really hard. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of, that sounds like a lot, not just like in the enacting that out, yeah, but like trying to stay on top of, because I I totally am with you. There are those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like sitting on the couch at the end of the day and I'm like, yeah, I totally just blew off Katie Bell Mm -hmm. because of Ellis's high needs. Yeah, I just was like, you're fine. We'll yeah. talk about it later. Yeah. We'll do it later. And then, like, we never circle yeah. back, or I never give it the real time that it right. probably needs. Yeah. Yep. And then I sit there and I go, I've got to make the time, and then the yeah. next day rolls around, and it's total chaos, yep.
1: shit show, mm-hmm. and it's not, like, fixed. So that sounds horrible. Exactly. <laughs> no, but exactly. Like, right, right? You just You just described an exact right. situation in my house. So then
0: yeah. here comes the next question, Yeah, which is, I don't want to negate that need, right? but how? I'm- If kids are truly different, if they really do have different needs, Mm -hmm. should we be... And man, oh, man, do I not know the answer to this. I'm just voicing this out loud because we're in a a booth. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it. Do we... If they don't have that need... Yeah. Right? Like, if, if we're sitting there saying, this one really needs my attention more right now. And... I'm I'm dismissing the other one, some mm-hmm. of their needs, not rudely, not neglectfully, but, right. like, but just like, you're just not going to get the hundred percent. Yeah. You're coming next. Yeah. Is it just that very difference that makes it kind of okay that they're going to survive a little bit? They're, they're not going to fit right? Like yeah. you saying, I never felt in my memory, yeah. I have no memory of feeling like I lost out because I had my brother in my room, Yeah, right? Because maybe you really, you didn't need it. Right? Yeah, you didn't need that really space. Need it really, it. really yeah. wasn't the fact that your parents gave this priority to your sister. Yeah, which in some situations, if like true favoritism was being happening in your house, mm-hmm. it would be a totally different story. Yeah, right. Like I think yeah. that's a big thing. So. Yeah, um, that like maybe we should take the load off a little bit with the idea that like yeah. maybe Katie Bell, like it's okay if we have like one special day every week or couple of weeks mm-hmm. right versus every day needing to find like a really special yeah. carved out balanced time yeah. right because there's also the the fact that by six, by the time ellis goes to sleep i could keep her up an extra hour mm-hmm. yeah but i'm fucking tired right yeah. like i don't know if i have right? right like so i don't know i i throw that out there what do you think about that is yeah. that reasonable or am i making an excuse
1: <laughs> no i think i mean i think what you're getting at is like, there's some amount of this that we can't really control. Like you're right. If one kid is more high needs than the other, that is where the focus is going to go. I think it's just that like my fear is falling into a habit Mm. where the other one just gets used to seeding that, that attention. And I get used to the new arrangement or the current arrangement Mm. And that becomes a dynamic in our household that is that one is more important, right? Than that the may other. not be healthy. Like not that but, like one is loved more at all. No. It's just that one. Is more important, or one person's needs are more important, or one person just always takes you know what I mean? Like, that's I, I think the habit is the yeah, key, like, if where it, you're not seeing it anymore, right? And then the we kid fall grows into that, up, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and yeah. it turns out they or their takeaway was you clearly loved that one yeah. more than yeah. this one, right? Yeah. Like,
1: or that one just got more, that all got the time. more, right? Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, <laughs> here's your yeah. money for your therapy.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah. like, no, I think you're right, I think. This is, I think this is true of a lot of the stuff we've talked about on the show. It's the habit, the falling and the fear of falling into the habit yeah. of no self-care, the fear of falling into the habit of not putting time into a relationship, whether yeah. it be yeah. uh, the one in your house with your partner or friendships outside of the house or family, yeah. right, falling into that habit, as well as falling into the habit of, yeah, of, of just, okay, you'll be fine. Yeah, we'll, right. Be fine, no, we'll I we'll get, we'll get we'll that be fine. Yeah. Yeah. As well as the other side of that is falling into the habit of assuming that one child always will need more, As opposed to letting that, you know, that's also daughter, not
1: good for that. That's child. also not yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a real shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's not, do not do that. Let's not do that.
1: Could that be the takeaway? <laughs> don't do that, guys. Just don't do that. Hey, Let's yeah, not. don't do that.
0: <laughs> remember to whisper in your children's ear every night. I love all of you, but I love you more. Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Mac and Mia, offering parents an easy way to accentuate their children's wardrobe with curated items of style and quality. They offer high-quality clothing from a wide variety of boutique brands from around the globe in sizes newborn to 6T. Oh
1: my gosh, you guys. I got a box of clothes for baby Curtis. I could not even believe how cute these clothes are. These were, like, definitely one level up from the kind of clothes that I'm (laughs) used to buying for my kids. Everything was so adorable, and it's all super soft and super cute. And they have a lot of really gender-neutral, really cool things if you don't want to gender your baby.
0: Learn more at macandmia.com slash mother. That's M-A-C-A-N-D-M-I-A dot com slash mother.
1: Wow. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
1: I have a Halloween genius. Woo! Spooky! Uh, yeah, we had a pretty good Halloween. So we were out trick-or-treating in a neighbor, another neighborhood in Los Angeles with some friends that we'd never been to before. And just randomly, out of nowhere... In the dark, on the street, crowded with children, my four-year-old announces that he needs to go poop. Oh, yeah. Right now, he needs to go poop. Like, right now. We're far from my car. We're far from the person's house that brought us to this neighborhood. I don't even know who that person (laughs) is, because I was, like, a friend of a friend. And we're far from home. And we're far from... We're in a neighborhood. There's no, like, corner store. Sure. So I just looked at the house that we were standing in front of and there was a mom in front passing out candy sitting on the stoop and I said to Jesse well we're gonna go in and ask this person if we can use their bathroom yeah yeah you and are. he was like wow you're awesome this that's your genius for this week and we just went up and she was surprised sure. that we were asking sure to use their bathroom I didn't say my four-year-old needs to go poop right I just said, can we use your bathroom? He really needs to go. Yeah, sure. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And she was super nice about it. And then we used the bathroom. And she, by the way, was clearly doing a really great job because she totally had kids. You could tell by the stuff in her house. And yet her house was like pretty clean. (laughs) So I mentioned that to her on the way out as I was thanking her. And it was great. Good job. Yeah, thanks. I think that's a really good job. Thanks. God, that's
0: good. Oscar's very lucky to have you as his mother. (laughs) All right. My genius. So the kids just were like really having a good time being out in the backyard all weekend, which Mm. was remarkable. We had some like tents set up and they were in and out. And Katie Bell like wanted to make a table with like a hammer and nail and stuff. And I'm like, you are clearly old enough to hurt yourself this way. So go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, here you go. Yeah. But then, of course, I knew Ellis like wanted to get in on it. And I was like, oh, he's not. I don't really want to be outside. side of them right now. Yeah. And, uh, but Ellis being different, I bet he could handle hammering uh, in a way that Katie Bell wouldn't have been at that age or whatever. yeah. But what I did was I'd seen this somewhere, uh, not for the specific use, but like, uh, People decorating pumpkins with like uh, screws and bolts and stuff. So I got him his like one of his little wooden hammers, Mm -hmm. and we had these big, huge like three inch, four inch nails that aren't like very, I mean, like sharp on the end, but they're huge. They're Mm -hmm. not like tiny. And I we had one pumpkin laying around, and so I gave him the pumpkin and the hammer and the nails. Oh man! And he had like the best because it was really easy to get in. So fun! And he had like the best time. Yeah. And he could just, he couldn't, like, whack, the, like, the worst would have been whacking himself with the wooden hammer, which was fine. Yeah. But he, of course, he's us. So he was really good at, like, the fine motor stuff. Yeah. Because he always, like, I always, you know, like, I knew that was something he could do. And I just did not have to be, <laughs> to be there. He had the best time. Anyway, so hammering nails into a pumpkin. I may just buy pumpkins forever. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. And so what's great. great about a pumpkin versus, like, a watermelon is it's not going to roll away. Like, it has, a, you know, oh, it sits yeah. there, right? Totally. Right? So good. Thank you. I, Benson, Teresa,
2: I'm calling with a genius. I called earlier today with a bunch of poop fails, and it's mostly my husband's genius. And, I mean, he's just amazing. I told him about the poop fails, and he said, you should take yourself on a date tonight. And I said, okay.
3: I had some soup on the back porch. I finished a memoir. I'm taking myself to a movie. I'm going to go home and, like, have some ice cream and finish a puzzle after bedtime is done, after my husband puts the voice down. I'm, like,
2: really feeling good. And I get a night totally to myself just because I was able to tell my husband about the poop fails and he felt sorry for me
3: (laughs) and sent me away. I'm so
2: happy.
0: Bye. That house is made of geniuses. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Also, the a number of things that you she accomplished yeah. on her self date. I know. I don't want people to be intimidated. By no, that because I think well, any some of one were... of those finishing a memoir yeah, but... and going to a movie and then more stuff after that. Been paired up with soup on my back porch. I mean, like that's yeah, a but... good realistic life. Okay, but there's I... still a lot. Of the puzzles and the ice cream. I know. Just a lo- just it's any a one lot of those things, things would be. Great. But and she, all of them are amazing. Well, and the genius is that like she just like she clearly really you clearly
0: really let yourself yeah. have a date night. Yeah. Like right. that's the genius. Okay, I'll do minutes. one of those. Yeah, 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 I'll just do one of those. I went yeah. to the movie, but that's it. That's yeah. all I get.
1: <laughs> Good job. Good job.
0: Failures.
1: Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, I have a Halloween fail actually. So uh, before the trick or treating night, during the day on Halloween, uh, we went to a little Halloween parade at Oscar's preschool, and Grace came along because her school had gotten out earlier, and so I got some really cute pictures of the two of them at the preschool in their cute little costumes, <laughs> and I was all excited. They just look so cute together. And then afterwards, I was going to send the pictures to like grandparents and, you know, post online and stuff. And looking closer, I noticed that Oscar's fly was down. But not only that, like, his pants were unbuttoned and the fly was down. Wow. Like, the whole time. Yeah. Like, the whole parade, the whole everything yeah. at the school. Huh. And I just never noticed. Wow. Now he's going to be that kid. So he's totally <laughs> that kid. And I totally couldn't really send the pictures either. <laughs> That's it. I...
0: Love that. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy surprising. that. Surprising. That is a surprise. Okay. So uh, mine's one of those deep fails again. Mm-hmm. But now, mind you, I'm coming off a lot uh, last month. There's a lot of stuff carnival, a little dental surgery, holidays, Halloween, like all the stuff. But I definitely feel like I am back in that place where I am allowing all the other stuff I need to be doing to distract from any real parenting. Like where I mm. feel like when I'm with my kids, I am rushing to get through whatever I'm doing with them so I can go and take care of some other thing mm. yeah. that probably isn't that important in the grand scheme of that You know, where I'm like, brush your teeth. Just brush yeah. them. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or I could sit here and not harass you, yeah. making it clearly more difficult <laughs> yeah. and frustrating to brush your teeth. Yeah. I'm like, where I'm like in the middle of it being like, I am like one foot... Out of this, like, out of this room in my mind. And I hate that place. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I'm not saying that I need to be, like, 100%, like, perfect mom, committed all the time. But I definitely don't like being in the place where... Everything feels like it's a burden to whatever else I feel needs to be happening. Because it's totally. not like even the stuff that I feel needs to be happening is like some sense of self care. Right? It's just garbage that I've yeah. signed up. You want to do. check stuff off. Right. A list that I or check whatever. off a yeah. list. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so that's just sort of like where I am again. Mm. And I don't like it. And mm. I've, you know, I, I it's on me. Mm. I, I, it is me who has done that. Yeah. So yep. I suck.
1: Yeah, you suck. Yeah,
0: I suck. I'm just gonna stop everything. <laughs> That'll do it.
2: Hi, this is This is a fail. I, um, my husband and I this week totally uh, dropped the ball. Our daughter is the star of the month, although it's actually just two weeks um, at her preschool class and we were supposed to make this poster and come in with treats and read to the class. We totally did the poster and nothing else. We just had a crazy week. It fell off the radar, and all of a sudden, it's Friday, and we fucking forgot. And she was in her class crying about how she didn't have her special snack. And I'm on my way to go and see if I can bag the teachers to let us bring snacks on Monday. But um, we failed. We just fucking failed. Life got in the way. It was too much this week. Uh, and last week also. Anyway, y'all are doing a great job. Bye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic yeah it really is it, no, yeah it like it really is that's how things go sometimes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that is the way of the world <laughs> And I am really sorry. I'm so
1: sorry, too. I really
0: hope they let you bring some food, Then I'm sure that they did. <laughs> Can you imagine the preschool being like, no, you no. will learn. Nope. You will learn. Just it. <laughs> I'm going to teach your you a lesson, <laughs> <Yeah>. parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really sorry, and that does suck. You totally failed. Yeah. It like 90% of my life right now. <laughs> oh, was there a thing we were supposed to be at? Yep. You needed stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, too bad. Naked child. Enjoy school. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever
2: known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you.
0: One Bed Mother is supported in part by Casper a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time.
1: They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. And let me tell you guys, it works out great because these mattresses are super soft and comfortable. Jesse and I have been sleeping on one for a few years now. It's fantastic. They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial.
0: Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com badmother and using promo code badmother at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. <laughs> today we are calling Dr. Gloria Walther who's an educator, writer, and academic. She has a Ph.D. in early childhood psychology from University of Southern California and has spent the last 45 years in classrooms with three- to five-year-olds teaching and learning from them. She is remarkable. <laughs> she's, the, she's the head of the Walter School Foundation in Los Angeles, California, and is the author of the Eye to Eye Parenting Book series, and she was on the show with us uh, it was roughly our first year, uh, and we'll make sure we link everybody up to that, And and she brought such peace to our minds uh, when she was here the last time Mm -hmm. when we talked about toddlers uh, that we are bringing her back with a whole new series of toddler-related behavioral questions. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Dr. Walther. Well,
3: thank you so much. It's absolutely delightful to be back with you again. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, thank you. And before we get started, we'll ask what we asked before. We'll ask again. And that is, who lives in your house?
3: Myself and my sweetheart. So there's Stu and I. There's two of us.
0: Very nice. All right. So you have spent a lot of time with three- to five-year-olds, and you're still able to talk about it. You haven't? (laughs) You haven't? You're not not like hiding in a bathroom permanently. (laughs) No. You know what? When I wake up, I've got to tell
3: you, the first thing I think of is how grateful I am.
0: And the next thing is, what am I going to
3: learn today? Because every single day with a three- to five-year-old, Every day is a fresh new day with fresh new questions <laughs> and ideas and wonderment, and it's profound, actually. If we stop for one second before we, d- we start and just think, what has this three-year-old learned in the last three years? And it, nothing an adult does can compare to what they've accomplished in a, a merely three years.
0: That is true. It's, we just have to hope it's right? not all the swears. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
3: <laughs> <There's>,
0: okay. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into our, our first question, which we want to get your input in based on your experience, and that is hitting. Okay, mm-hmm. my my son, my daughter, that we were, it's so funny. Our topic today was playing favorites, and obviously we don't play favorites, but one of the things that I had talked about was, just how surprised I have been at how develop, developmentally different my kids are. And so in a way, I have favorite behaviors <laughs> that I wish they all sure. had. And and yeah. I struggle with sort of um, the different needs they have and how I, I help them. But hitting it has been a real surprise this go-around because my first child didn't hit. Um, and my second... Has gone in and out of phases with hitting, and it's probably one of our number one uh, topics on uh, in our community. Like, Whoa, my child's hitting me, or or hitting somebody mm-hmm. else. And so there's sort of two two forms that I'd like your input on. And the first one is, what is our response supposed to be? How are we supposed to help our kids when they're when they're hitting? And let's start with sort of that first. And maybe it ties into the second area, but the first one, which is when they're trying to get something, they want something, they're frustrated and they're communicating with hitting.
3: Right. So that's very common, as you can imagine. So it's number one is because the language isn't developed enough, so that they they, they want something, and the way to get it is just to pound at someone else or hit someone else to get it, um, because that's the, most, uh, that's the quickest way to get it. And if you get it, then you'll continue to hit in order to get what you want, even if it's attention or if it's, it's just something your sister has that, you're, that you just want to play with and she doesn't want you to play with it. So hitting is, is very uh, effective because, <laughs> first of all, you, you normally get what you want. And second of all, you certainly get everybody's attention, which is part of what you want, you know. So if instead of – uh, so when, the, when, it, when you know that the, it's, starting, it's starting to get warmed up, it's starting to get heated up, you can intercede You've got a pattern of a child hitting, so you want to intercede, you want to intercept and change that uh, behavior. So physically, you would get between the two children and hold the wrist or hold, hold the arm that's about to hit, okay? Right. And so, so you would stop it, because what happens afterwards is probably that second hit is I feel bad about what I just did, and I'm really frustrated. Yeah. So the first hit is I want, what, I want something. So if you can intercede and say, "We don't hit in our family. We use our words." And so instead of hitting, then you can say to her, "May I please have the blue shovel when you're finished with it?" And look at look at look at uh, your daughter
0: is Katie Bell? Is that right? Yeah, Katie Bell.
3: Yeah. So and Ellis is your son?
0: Yes, yes, correct.
3: Right. So Ellis is going to be hitting Katie Bell to get the blue shovel. So say to Ellis. I mean, would this work with him? Do you think if you said to him, say these words to Katie Bell and see what happens? And if he were to say, Katie Bell, I want the blue shovel, or I, I want and point, or whatever his stage is. Um, and then ask Katie Bell, what would you say if he said, may I please have that when you're finished with it? And Katie Bell, being older, will say, well, of course you can have it, because she's got the logic. Right. Okay? The logic is there. So she'll say, yes, you can have it when I'm finished. But now she has to finish and When she finishes, she has to remember to take it directly to him and give it to him, whether he still wants it or not, but she gives it back, gives it to him. And so when that happens a few times, then he'll understand that when I ask this way, when I ask, may I please have it, Katie Bell, may I please have it when you're finished with it, then she gives it to him, then he'll start getting the conditioning that Yes, indeed I'm gonna get it, but this is how I get it. But you also at the same time say to him, if you hit her, there's no way you're gonna get the blue shovel. Because so, when you hit go ahead. you're saying to me, Don't let me have the shovel. This is this is what you're saying when you hit someone. We don't do it in our family because it's painful and we don't want everybody hitting everybody for everything. So this is what we do, this is our style, these are our tools. And when you say, Katie Bell, can I please have a shovel when you're finished with it? She says yes. And then she gives it to you. Once they see that pattern in a very short time, they'll use what works. They're smart.
0: Well, those are. These
3: young children are very smart. Those
0: are, I feel like the one that I'm leaving out in that is the when she's finished with it line. (laughs) I feel like that's one that I kind of forget to like. I give the one instruction of use your words, but I never follow up. With I, that's that's very helpful to, to realize oh there's more instruction to give right because yeah I'd like to ask about the second type of hitting that uh, we're experiencing uh, Trace I think this is sort of the same with you I feel like you've had the same sort of thing where <laughs> that, and I'm sorry to laugh because hitting is not funny but when it happens I'm always just like so shocked into almost like like my my fight right. or flight response is like oh my god what is happening uh, yeah and it's the yeah. like they hit you see them hit like their sister or you, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, mm-hmm. right. we don't hit, do not. And it's not mm-hmm. for anything. They've just, decided, I've seen Ellis like come up and I can see the logic in his head. He's going to raise his hand and he's going to hit his sister. <laughs> like, and I'll say, "Yeah, you know, by the time I get there, he's either already hit her once or I say, Ellis, we don't hit. And he'll look at me. And then it's as if, like, I'm watching a horror film where, like, he's been still possessed by the, like, I still have to do this. I can't control myself, mother kind of look. And he just hits her again. And you're like, Ella.
1: <laughs> just
0: like, yeah. and Katie yeah. Bell and I'll both yeah.
1: stand there, like, what is even happening? Yeah. Like, why are it's you. It's almost like yeah. they're not hearing the words. Yeah. Like they just, something is to controlling their keep body physically and Physically hitting. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah. what, what, what?
3: Why is that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let, let, tell me tell me, Ellis's, tell me, a couple of Ellis' best friend's names.
0: Uh, let's say, oh, Penelope. We've just learned Penelope is one of his best friends. Uh, and Kiochi. Okay.
3: Kiochi.
0: Okay. So if you were to say, Ken, like when you're, so you get in between, and you physically
3: separate him when you go to say to we don't hit you make her your daughter physically far enough away that even if he swings, right. he's not going to hit her.
0: And I have to he's say, that's one, you, of, that's one of those things I have to keep teaching Katie Bell. Katie Bell, get out of the way of the swing. You've got to get out of the way. Yeah. I feel like that's an yeah. almost harder yeah. lesson. I'm like, if somebody is trying to hit you, get out of the too, way. Like you are. That's yeah. right. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm like. <laughs> that's another lesson. <laughs> but, yeah.
3: So you, you physically want to interrupt. You want to intercept that swing. So, if you can just grab his wrist and hold it firmly and say, and make it meaningful to him. So, you would say, Would you like it if Penelope hit you? Mm. Would you like it? And, and just list friends. Would you like cousins, neighbors? You know, just, just make it really personal and stop and think. Think about how, how would you feel if Penelope just punched you or hit you? Would you right. like it? Or would you rather she say, may I please have the shovel when you're finished with it? What would you prefer? And that conversation will go deeper and deeper as he gets a little bit more mature.
0: Right. Well, you know, I think Does feel that like, feel
3: different to you? Yeah.
0: I feel like the pulling a friend in or somebody his own age mm-hmm. definitely feels like hmm. the healthier response. Because my immediate one is I do say the how would you feel if. No, we do not. We don't spank. Him. We do We do not do corporal punishment in our house. We will never lay a hand yeah, on a child yeah. ever. But my go-to is, how would it feel if you know, if I if I hit you, right, or if Katie Bell hits you? And I don't think that's the right response mm-hmm.
1: either because I don't want him to be scared. Of no. me well, I mean, and I, He probably also knows you wouldn't. I would never so do So it's it. like hard to imagine, imagine. But like with one of his friends, maybe. Yeah. Maybe could, it's easier to yeah. imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: feel like that's like a bad setup. We constantly talk on the show of things we're trying not to say. <laughs> yeah. Like we know is not a healthy right, thing right. to say. I got to remember not to say that. But I really like the help of the the friend's name. Other um,
3: friend. Yeah. Yeah. Or a younger child. If they hit mm. you, how does it feel? Or how would that feel? And, and make it real personal. Like, when I am doing this kind of thing with a child, I'll, I'll do it until they almost are, like, c- crying. Like, they're mm-hmm. almost like they really get it. Like, there's, there's a real sense of remorse. Like, oh, that would really hurt me. Right. So then when they identify that feeling and they don't want that to happen, they become more real for them and, and they're more able to stop themselves.
0: Yeah that's yeah that's a good point. The, the this ties in sort of to the second wave of questions we have and I think back to the blue shovel example you were giving and that's trying to find this balance between slowing down, listening and empathizing with our kids and respecting their developmental mm-hmm. needs. Like we, we we've been doing this for 4 years and we have a lot of people who are very smart. Come on. <laughs> and we now know these are developmental. <laughs> of 90% yeah. of this is developmental, and like maybe 10% is just personality. Sure. Like, our, you know, kids having a bad day. But, like, a lot of it... That's a good ratio, yeah. Right, fairly good. So, like, I, I, can, I can be like, okay, there's a communication development. This is also, you know, he's learning something really big, mm-hmm. so he's going to be more, you know, emotional on other things, right? I mean, like, we're, we're aware of these developmental mm-hmm. stages, but, like, I also feel like there's this fine line... We're walking about also letting them basically get what they want or caving to their needs. Like, I feel like I'm wrestling with that. I don't know if it's just because I have a witness in Katie Bell, like, watching because the needs are so different. But, like, I know that Ellis has a developmental need, and I want—so I need to be careful in how I approach whatever the situation we're—let's say the hitting. Mm -hmm. But I also— don't want it to feel like I'm giving in the whole time to everything he
1: wants, right? Like, I, <sighs> it's like empathizing without like letting them totally run the show. Like, I feel like before I became a mom. I always thought, like, I'm not going to, like, drop everything and, like, let if my kids, like, having a hard time with something and, like, let them, like, stop, you know, like, stop the train, you know, like, I'm going to just show them that it'll be fine. They have to, like, go with the flow. They have to, like, follow the rules and do what's expected and they'll be fine. (laughs) And then, like, it became apparent and, like, realized that actually doesn't really work very well and you kind of, like, want to show your child that you're listening to them and that, like, empathy is very important and, like, stopping when there's a good reason to stop and and listening is, like, so key. But then, then, yeah, where is the line between that and just feeling like we have somehow given up all control of our lives to our child's every whim. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to say two
3: things if I may. The so yeah. one is you want to, before you start any of this teaching or coping with these different things, you want to make sure that they are filled up with their coping skills. So when a child at the end of a school day, for example, go home, the last thing they want to do right before they leave school is, is is to run into a problem and and just melt into these big tears and all that. So you want to make sure that they have their coping skills are in place. So that so sometimes I'll ask, I'll just hold a child's hand and say, "Are you hungry? Mm. Are you take a different finger and say, "Are you thirsty? Take another finger and say, "Do you just need to run? Mm. Take another finger and say, "Do you need a rest? And the first time I did this with a a child, I said, you know what I really need is a hug. Mm. So there are some basic things that need to be self-regulated as they learn to do this. But children can take their own little hand and take their thumb and say, am I hungry now? Am I thirsty now? Do I need to rest? Do I need to just lay down for a few minutes? Do I just need to find my mom and get a hug? So, those things they can internalize and self-regulate. After giving just 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 hold his hand and and walk him through that a couple of times, and then you'll see him over in the corner, like going, "Oh, I think I you know I think I think I need this and I need that. I need a drink of water," um, which is wonderful, which fills them up and makes them feel strong. And then the thing about them cho- choice, you know what I'll say sometimes is just a child will ask me something that's an obvious no, or it's not the time, or it's not the place. And I'll just say, tell me how I can say yes to you. This is really powerful with children. Mm-hmm. I want to know, I'd love to say yes, but you're asking me for ice cream and we're about to have dinner. Tell me when your body would be ready to have dessert. And tell me, you know, we, we only have dessert once a week, you know, so what's our, what's our day that we have dessert? Tell me that so I can say yes, and we can make a plan. You want strawberry ice cream? All right, let's make sure. Which dish do you want it in? Do you want something beside it? Which spoon are you going to use? Um, get them into the intellect, out of the emotion, mm. into the intellect. See, and then and then they're able to cope, and they're able to think, and they're able to come up with solutions for problems. Which is a problem we have a problem with hitting in our house. So how can we make sure that that doesn't happen ever again? Let's let's talk about what we could do. And sometimes they hit just because they're frustrated or they're embarrassed that they just hit and they just want to strike out. So then you want to find tools and ways for them, whether it's a knotted handkerchief or something they can just squeeze that's in their pocket or something tied around their neck they can grab a hold of or bite onto or something that a pillow in their bedroom. Instead of hitting your sister, (laughs) if you feel a need to really take that arm back and just plow into something, your pillow is a fine choice. But identifying acceptable behavior and giving them tools in order to go down the road to the behavior that will find them successful, they can go in their room and hit a pillow. That's not a problem, is it? Right. So those are tools that they can learn, okay, I'm frustrated, I'm embarrassed, I made a mistake. You know, how am I gonna get out of this? I'm just gonna swing again, you know. So that would be a, a knee jerk reaction, but once you get from the emotion into the intellect and get them over there, then they can go, Oh yeah, I need to hit something. I'm gonna go get my pillow.
0: Well Does that make any sense? No, to you? it does. I just like I think the crux of this the thing that's hard as the as the parent is i i absolutely mm-hmm. hear the like when they're coming to you and like the one of the solutions or one of the options to try is to say how can i you know say yes i really like that line mm-hmm. i really mm-hmm. like the and i understand the giving sort of the some control to them that is not actually the control they're looking for on some level. You know what I mean? It's not one more hour of television. Yeah. They don't get it. But they're getting yeah. a different no. you're replacing what the control is. Which I really mm-hmm. like. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm so tired. It, it, it does. It does sometimes. By the end of the day, I'll be like, you know, I'll, I'm just like, uh, no, you can't because I said so. Which is one of those things I said I'd also never say. And my daughter just looks at me like, oh yeah, because you said so. Great, you were there, you know. But like, um, you know, there are those times where I'm like, you know, if there's you know if I got I'm not saying there's another solution I'm just honestly replying with oh my gosh that does sound really helpful I want to use that when I can Uh and I I feel like if I can hit it 70% of the time that'd be like amazing (laughs) right but like that'd be great right I think that'd be like a winning a winning use of that but I do like the idea I think that's really helpful to say I'm gonna let I'm going to give my child control. It's just not the control that they're looking for. A replacement of control is actually a I, really good way for me to get my mind around that. I, I would call it more giving a choice. Oh, choice. That's of,
3: Between acceptable acceptable solutions. So
0: mm.
3: you, you can you know, give them the power to go and come up with a solution and then come back to you with a couple of solutions and saying, yeah, okay, this is acceptable. This is not acceptable. This is... You know, oh, this is close. This is We're getting close. <laughs> so you are actually, you do, you're you're striv- driving the car. Right. But he wants to, like, have a, steering, a pretend steering wheel beside you or something. But when you give them the respect of saying, I am waiting for you to come up with a solution. And when you start doing this with them, then, you, yeah, there's a lot of talking. Yeah, what about this? Could we do this? What about this first solution? What about that first solution? There's a couple of ways. Let's find the best solution, and then later, after a few weeks of that, then you can say, "Tell me a solution for this problem." no that you want to watch t v right now, but that's not going to happen so tell me tell me a way that we can have t v when you know when is it going to be acceptable
0: mm. does that no, that makes sense. Again, it's just do okay. when. When will it be acceptable for me to have the patience to do that? <laughs> Which I'm working on. I'm working on. I am working on. When you, when you think about the dividend, this investment. I know. Pay, I know. Oh, man, I mean, it's, it's crazy. gonna be great. It's, it's profound. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I feel like I am still in school every day, but learning a totally different. <laughs> I'm on a totally different learning pattern than my kids are. Um, here is the here is the last question that I kind of was uh, thinking of, sort of as a ha ha ha. But then I was talking to Teresa about it. She was like, "No, I really want to know the answer to this." And that is, <laughs> I feel like with all my with my kids, that all my kids, all two of them, with my kids, that there is definitely <laughs> one set of behaviors that happen at home, and another set of behaviors mm-hmm. that happen at school. And I am, uh, at mm-hmm. least in our house right now, knock on wood. The behaviors that are happening out in the world are sometimes a lot better than the behaviors that are happening in the house. And, I, and and it goes vice versa. I mean, that's that has not been historically true the whole time. Teresa, am I getting that right? Was there something
1: else with that? Is it just? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I, I I just think some people experience the opposite thing. Right, correct. They think things are going along great at right. home. And then they hear from their teacher, like, your kid was hitting, hitting someone, everybody. Your right. kid did such and such. And it's like, it's, well, it's a
0: surprise of, really? Well, Would, yeah. I think about Oscar and Grace on the same day biting
1: Right. Biting? Or no, it was spitting. Uh, spitting. Yes, yeah, yeah. spitting. Just spitting on yeah. people. And you're like, like what? no, we don't I've have a spitting problem. We've never yeah. done
2: that in yeah. our house. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, I'm sure, like, you know,
0: you got to wrestle with the teachers being like, while well, your kid's doing yeah. this. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I promise I live in my house. Uh, why, why, <laughs> why is this? Why is this? Is it what's happening? What's happening? How can we... Yes. But there's nothing to fix here. I guess it's just, what's happening?
3: Well, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story from my childhood. I, my mother went to um, my second grade teacher, and, and she walked in for the teacher conference, and the teacher talked about this girl, Gloria, and... And, uh, how her desk was always perfect and she always was polite and she was always, everything was just in a row and, and she was so immaculately, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And my mother sat there and said, no, no, that's the wrong Gloria. My daughter is Gloria Moore, you know, I mean, she was like, she, she didn't believe a word the teacher said, you know, and the teacher had to go back to my desk and lift it up and show, no, this is her desk. And my mom just was floored because, she had no idea that that's how I behaved at school, and the next morning she asked me. She said, Gloria, she goes, how come your 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 desk is like so perfect and everything is like sharpened and in line and all that?" And and I just looked. And and at home you can't find a sock that matches the other's sock. You know what <laughs> what gives? You know, and I just looked at her, my second grade little person, and I said, "Mom, I have to have some place to let my hair down."
1: That's right.
3: <laughs> so I think it's. I think I think it's partly that I think also that your child knows that you love them unconditionally, and that no matter what the behavior, you come from love, and that they feel safe and they feel treasured and they feel adored and they feel completely and in, 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 in completely happy and loved by you. And at school, they're learning other people, they're meeting teachers. They're kind of on, on guard. You know, they can't completely let go.
0: Do you know what I mean? Well, but what about but what about when it is the other way? You know what I mean? When it's but when like I'm, spitting, they might just be trying something like spitting, for example. It's like safer to try if it, if it out here spitting. than on mom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean they probably have a hankering that is probably not a good idea. So they'll try it out. And then like, if that were to happen in my school, I would say to a child, gosh, do you know how many germs are in that spit? (laughs) Do you know what could happen if that got onto another person? They could get your germs, they could get sick. We might pull out them, you know, the magnifying glasses, we might pull out the microscope and look at their spit and, and find it into a lesson. Whereas if you, your spit is for your body, it's
0: for (laughs) for (laughs) you. It's a great line. That is that is my favorite what? line ever. Yeah. That spit is for your body, yeah. but that applies to so many things yeah. that come out of a child's yeah. body yeah. that they want to share yeah, with the and world. Seems... <laughs> 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 and that is a great line. Yes. That is for your body. Well, good. Thank you. That, make a T-shirt out of that. <laughs> there you go. But does that make does No, that make I guess, yeah. you know what, I yeah. think it's easier. Yeah. I think it makes more sense if if your kid's the one who's going and being like super... Like, well, I don't know if that's easier. I, I sometimes listen to Teresa. We have these like sort of different experiences with how our kids are out in the world. And I do sit there and I think, I don't know, is it healthier if my kids like expressing themselves in these very different ways out in the world as opposed to, cra- I call it like, oh, Katie Bell's just cramming it down. And one day we're going to have an explosion out in the world <laughs> um, <laughs> as opposed to coming home and like, you know, taking it out. Or or is it better? I, there's, It's always grass is greener. So, I, you know, there is no right, answer. But I, you know, I don't, I know that when you're in the middle of it, you know, as a parent and you're getting these surprise things about your kid's behavior that like how like out of control it can feel, right? Like how like out of control I can feel, how out of control I can be like, what's happening? That's really stressful. This is the, I, what am I supposed to do? You know, as opposed to my daughter's probably stealing and she's just so good at like <laughs> being so quiet. She's like probably <laughs> gathering intel the teacher. I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious of your good behavior. Um. So I don't and it makes sense. But I don't think again, you're. Again, what's so nice is that you help us get our minds into the minds of the kids, right? As opposed to oh, yeah. uh, sort of the mind of the parent sometimes, which can be really overwhelming when your kids are out yeah. doing these things. And we don't, we talked a couple of weeks ago about literally feeling like frauds at times where our kids do stuff and, and we just stand there like, I have zero idea how I'm supposed to respond to this like on any way like anything I've ever done before is gone any book I've read any instinct is gone I have zero idea and so it really helps to remember that that how to empathize with them and what they are going through it is amazing what they've done in three or four years good good
3: good it really is and I think if I could just I, I don't think you have to be a perfect parent. I oh, think, good. <laughs> I think that when you, when you just, you know, when you look at things, you don't have to have the perfect answer, the perfect solution. And also conflict, if I may leave this one thing with you, I think conflict is a great opportunity. I don't think conflict and when when these things happen and you got to address things, it's an opportunity. It's not like, oh my gosh, let's get this over with quick. It's like here... The, all the senses are heightened we've got all this attention, we've got something to deal with and they've got to figure it out, they've, they've got to help us figure out the solution and it's really an opportunity to make change and the learning is really crisp, I mean if it was a calm easy day every day, there'd be no learning so these things that pop up and are new and are fresh and we don't, you're standing like are in the headlights, <laughs> just breathe and know that there's this, this is an
0: opportunity. Right. Or that you're about to get hit by a car. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I know. Dr. Walter, <laughs> now, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a, it really, we have been wanting to have you back. Your calm voice of reason and, like, instinct <laughs> with with uh, with kids and, and it really are, they really are very helpful. And I always feel like I didn't get to leave and go back and be like, "Oh, I can apply this mm-hmm. and and it could work, yeah. <laughs> good Uh-oh. i can even apply some of these to well, how my i bad. treat adults yeah. <laughs> it does work on adults it, it
3: does, does too it does, so. it does
0: well thank you so much yeah, thank uh, you for joining us and we're gonna like everybody up not only to the original episode that you were on with us but to the eye to eye parenting uh book series thank you so much for joining us it's an
3: absolute pleasure thanks for having me back it's really a treat
0: <laughs> okay bye-bye have a good day bye. you too bye-bye
3: bye, bye. Send a message, pick up the phone. When you I call,
4: on is moving now, no longer stone. When you I call, hand reaches out with a will of its own. When you,
1: I call. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Just had to dispatch some goons real quick. Hi. I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly, and when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts.
4: What's up? I'm James, the co host of Minority Corner. And look at that! I'm Aneke, the other co host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode! What? And what do you think is gonna be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm we'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig. Have you seen that? It's popping, Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like Marvel. It's true. That's it. (laughs) I don't speak about (laughs) TC. But you just did. Why? All from a perspective that's black, queer. And ladylike. So come on over and learn, laugh, and play and join the corner.
0: It's a lot of fun.
4: I'm having fun right now. (laughs) Minority
1: Corner,
0: Calm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I love her. I love her too. I really. Yeah. She's right, you know. She, I know she's right about
0: everything. About everything. <laughs> about all of it. And I try and think of like how I've evolved since we last had her on. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I've evolved. Yeah, I'm d- sure. I've we evolved. Both I just have. mean
1: for the better. Oh, good <laughs> I question. Feel like, I know. I feel like. It, it's. I, I feel both more patient now and more broken.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That <laughs> like that, that does feel before. like it. But none of that reflects on how correct she is. Yeah. No. And like totally. how much I do want to. I really want to apply those things. Yes. It's very easy. Speaking of habits, it is very easy to get into that habit of uh, these are just weird people in our house mm-hmm. versus people, be they weird, uh, that we actually should be engaging in, like, really... Oh totally. All better sometimes. Yeah,
1: no, but I mean like I it's such a good reminder. I mean, so many good reminders yeah. from her, but the the one takeaway right there at the end with that when the conflict arises. I mean, that's kind of what you were talking about yeah. in your fail, it was just like I just got what I'm just trying to get it done, right? right? Like that's and that's my approach so much of the time too. Yeah. It's like I just need to get through this so I can get to the next thing. Yeah. And sometimes instead of just feeling like ah, like just just like shove this out the door. Right. Um, we can like be like, oh, this moment has arrived. This is a good moment. I can work with this moment, right? This right, is a good moment for us. I'm gonna learn from yeah, this moment. This isn't a bad moment, right? This is a good conflict. It's to all work on. well, yeah. And we've talked about
0: that on the show. You, there was time you used to drop such beautiful bombs before being too broken. Oh yeah, but, of this, yeah. like, yeah, no, I think
1: that'll ever come back. It anyway, will. Go it came. It
0: was there a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I love her. Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of things that I love, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Great.
2: Hey, Biz and Teresa, you both are doing a great job. I love the show. I'm calling with a rant, a profanity-laden rant. <laughs> I'm like standing on my porch, away from my kids, because it's unbelievable that it is not ever getting fucking easier to leave the motherfucking house. Why is it? Why is it so hard? Why is every day a fucking? disaster. And it's me. I know it's me. It's them, but it's me. It's like, it's me. I need to calm down. I need to do something to figure out how to understand it's going to be okay. We're not even on a schedule today. We don't really have to be anywhere in, in any quick fashion. I'm just losing my shit every fucking day, no matter what, no matter the time Whatever. Like, I I don't know how people do it that get up and haul everybody into different things. I'm just responsible for two kids. Two easy kids, maybe. Some of the time they're easy. I love them. Thank you so much for letting me rant. Thank you so much for the show. (laughs) I'm really having a breakdown. Everybody's doing a great job. You guys are getting so great at this every day. You all are kicking ass. Alright. Bye, guys. I love you.
1: I love you too. This and kid, you're you're kind of me. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I was like, did I just
0: call? Did I sleep yeah. call the yeah. show?
1: Yeah.
0: This is almost everything that we've talked about today. Uh huh. Really? Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. Not only, I mean, like, okay, look, we spent a whole show talking about what a shit show it is to get out of the house. Yeah. We okay. Have. Yeah. So we're not. We, we, don't, we don't even need that. to touch that. Right. What I love is this is a representation of one foot in, one foot out. Uh-huh. This is that like pressure yeah. to like we just have
1: to go. I mean yeah. I love that she's like we had nowhere That's fast the to best go. That's part. She but gets I, to the end and she's like oh this actually is not that big of a deal. I, and she like no we all know. Yeah. It's like me like
0: yelling no, us. just brush it. Just brush it. Why? Yeah. Why? They will be brushed in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. It's not like they're yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to be 30 minutes. Yeah. It's just
1: going to be like two more minutes. And also saying that like, and having those yeah. feelings and acting like that never helps. No. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. She knows that. Right. She's no, like, I she's know. Like, and I do it too. I love yeah. that she's like, it's me. Okay, it's them. Yeah. But it's mostly me. Yeah,
0: That's true. Yeah, That's also true. It is. It is you. But yes. it's also them. Yeah. But it's also you. Because <laughs> we're the ones who are supposed to be like kind of rational about it. Right. But there is something about like, okay, the the two things. There's all the things that you have to do out in the real world in general. Yeah. Right. That's the thing where for me, my foot is stuck in that world. Yeah. Then there's the the all the things that you and your kids just have to do. And then there's there's that foot there. And it can like mount and mount and mount and feel like both have the importance of like all things yeah like (laughs) all things rest on getting out of the house all things rest on getting back to that email right like all things and that feeds at least for me that whole frantic, like, ah, I just want to, why can't we just, I'm totally aware that none of this is important, and I shouldn't be screaming, and I shouldn't be pushing, and I shouldn't be yelling, and I shouldn't look like an insane person, <laughs> and yet, here I am. Yep. Here I am. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't know, I think you're doing remarkable. Yeah, you are. And everything you said was true. Yep. Like, again, frighteningly true, mm-hmm. and you're doing a remarkable job. <laughs> uh, you are.
1: Yeah, you are. You are.
0: You're doing great. You're like venting for all of us. Yep. Who are just trying to get somewhere. Yeah. So good job. Yeah, really good job. Teresa, what did we learn today? You're my favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're love, mine too. I love you more than both my
0: children. I'm just <laughs> kidding. We learned, we learned that, I mean, look, it in lots of people's experiences growing up, there was some favoritism. I come from yeah, sure. I come from oh, families yeah. in which there are family legends of the favoritism. Oh, totally right. Yeah, a lot of screwed up shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. We both luckily grew up in houses where our takeaways, at least, were we're all all right. Yeah, <laughs> we all we all loved equally, mm-hmm. which could be different than favorites. Yes. <laughs> and but now as parents. It's sort of difficult to find that balance. I feel like the takeaway for me is keep trying to not say things out loud like, "Oh my gosh, your sister never did that," right? Yeah. Or your or your brother does this. He's so good at this, right? Yeah. Like to try not to say that. To try and be aware it, of the habits that could form. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that those habits, I mean that the that giving one child more attention or develop or or meeting their needs in a different way that meeting mm-hmm. your children's needs in different ways equates to the same thing as favoritism right but also still trying to be aware without beating yourself up that you do try and need to make special time for all your kids yep whatever that may be we also learn that toddlers are in fact learning human beings who really need our help learning how to behave out in the world and Even when we feel that our feet are in five other places, it's worth the effort to stop. And sometimes it makes me feel better when I actually stop and I really focus my attention on uh, the kids when they need something and help them understand it. uh, Actually is like an escape from all that stuff that's out there Mm -hmm. that I feel is weighing down. But that's actually a really good thing. And if we can try and hit that certain percentage of the time, I think that's pretty good.
1: I think so, too. I right? think I, I pretty much always feel better when I stop and do that. Yeah. And then you can check that off your list. Hey, <laughs>
0: you know I mean? check their email. Fuck yourself. Yeah. I just taught my toddler what patience was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you are all doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Tick, tick, tick. Holidays. Coming. Oh, God. They're going to be honest. Oh, my God. That's okay, because we are all getting really good at this. Yeah, we are. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye.
4: I got to load down Mama blues. I got to load down Mama blues. Got to load down Mama Blue. Load down Mama Blue. Gotta low down Mama Blue, gotta low down Mama Blues, you know that right.
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check
1: out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to maximumfun.org/donate. Well, daddy, baby,
4: fussing by, got slow down, mama through. Oh, said daddy, baby, fussing by, got slow down, mama through.
3: Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture, artist-owned, listener-supported.